Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We'll get to the actual situation on the ground a little bit later, perhaps. But late last month, um, Canada pulled their funding for something called the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine. Uh, not just Canada, a number of countries did, after it was learned that staff working for that UN program were directly involved in the Hamas terrorist attacks of October the 7th. Involved to the point of actually committing murder in Israel, people who work for this UN program. Um, so what is this program? Where did it come from? Can it possibly survive? Should it? Is there any value in it at this point? Let's get a bit of a breakdown on where we are with what's called UNRWA or UNRWA and, and where it might go from here. We're going to have a conversation now with Dr. Casey Babb, who is an international fellow at the Glazer Center for Israel-China Policy at the Institute for National Security Studies. Uh, Dr. Babb, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Shay. Um, let's just start. First of all, what is this program, the UNRWA, UNRWA? Where did it come from? What's it supposed to do? Well, uh, in 1948, when uh, the state of Israel was essentially established or reestablished, depending on how you want to uh, uh, look at that, uh, uh, neighboring Arab states refused that, and they invaded Israel in what is now known as a war of independence. And because of that, there was a large-scale war, and uh, roughly 700,000 Arabs, who now refer to themselves as Palestinians, were displaced, um, which is typically what happens in war. Individuals are, are displaced uh, in, in great numbers. Uh, and because of that displacement, the United Nations uh, set up a legitimate and, indeed, uh, what was at the time a noble agency with a clear uh, cause, and that, that cause, that objective, was to resettle those those uh, um, refugees uh, and ensure that they had some sense of autonomy and uh, self-determination going forward. Okay, that was the goal. That's what it was set out to do. Obviously did not <laughs> did not achieve those goals in any way, shape, or form. What happened? When did it start to go awry? It didn't take too long for it to, to sort of go awry. And, and, and really what you and I are talking about right now is at the very heart of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Uh, and, and that issue is that the refugees from 1948 refused uh, any plan of resettlement uh, because they are not, they're committed to the idea not just of returning to Israel where they were displaced, but to undoing a Jewish state. And that is really lost on a lot of people, in fact, the majority of people. And so uh, UNRWA uh, not only enables uh, this sort of, quote-unquote, from the river to the sea mentality, as we so often hear about, mm -hmm. it strengthens it. And and from the river to the sea isn't just a, a slogan for, for Palestinian refugees, it is a way of life. So now these latest developments where we learn that, you know, Hamas, I mean, and I don't think it's overly surprising the fact that Hamas would have infiltrated this. I think they've infiltrated almost everything. Um, but what do you make of the the news or the revelation that, you know, people working for this UN program were actually involved in terrorist attacks. Well, it comes as, as really no surprise to anybody who's been watching this, this part of the world for any substantive amount of time. 
You know, uh, Hamas is the governing uh, body in the Gaza Strip. Um, their support amongst Palestinians in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank uh, has, has actually increased since October 7th, with the uh, overwhelming majority of Palestinians uh, having supported what they did on October 7th. And that is fact. Some people don't like to hear that, but that's been proven in polls that have been carried out. Um, so it, it really comes as no surprise that they've taken over that organization. You know, UNRWA funnels uh, millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into the Palestinian territory. So it it really is a, a, a terrific um, way for Hamas and other organizations in the region to, to get their hands on some cash. So now that we've got a situation where Canada and, and multiple other countries have decided they're going to at least temporarily pull back from this program, what do you think happens? I mean, do you, do you go back to it? Do you need to blow this thing up? What's the future of UNRWA? Well, that's a great question, Shay. Uh, the fact of the matter is politicians don't understand the Middle East, and frankly, they have no interest in in solving this issue. What they want to do is survive politically. And what they've done for the better part of you know three-quarters of a century is take a sort of politically neutral, politically safe um, approach, and that is not the right approach. And so what that means is, and what I predict, is that funding is going to uh, resume shortly. I don't think it'll be too long um, before the, the, the taps uh, open up again and before Canadian tax dollars are, are once again being uh, sent into uh, the Palestinian territories. Through this same program? Through the same program. I mean, look, in my opinion and in the opinion of many people, you need to get rid of this this organization. It's been hijacked and it can't be trusted again. You know, the head of uh, the agency is saying, well, we had no idea that a massive data center was under our headquarters in Gaza. I mean, if somebody built uh, an organization under my house using uh, explosives and bulldozers, I'd probably have some sense that that was going on. I mean, it, it's not a legitimate agency anymore, in, in my opinion. Uh, and something else needs to happen and an, an alternative needs to be put in place. And I'm not sure what that looks like, but right now this is a, a bad situation. And it's actually uh, counterproductive to... Uh, to improving the lives of Palestinians. Dr. Babb, uh, fascinating insight. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for being here.